When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York Yeah, old Blue Eyes himself in New York, New York and that's where it's all happening golf-wise this week at the Oak Hills Country Club It uh, looks to be absolutely fantastic as well uh, good timing for the game of golf because despite the bickering and undermining which has uh, been between the administrators and some players of late, the world's best are in red-hot form leading into this the PGA Championship Major number 2 for the year. One of golf's uh, really good guys, Jason Day, kept off some strong and promising form after its uh, win at uh, the AT&T Byron Nelson. Meanwhile, uh, across uh, country fellow uh, Aussie Cam Smith was in a playoff on their live tour with Dustin Johnson, who made the big putts when it counted to get the back in the winner's circle himself. Uh, interesting to note that Dustin Johnson, having won, uh, dropped uh, his official world golf rankings because live performances don't count. They've dropped to 82, in danger of falling out of the top 100. Well, bloke who's uh, all over that and uh, everything leading into uh, the PGA Championship is uh, our very good friend of the show, David Bolesky, and uh, he joins us again this morning. David, good morning to you. Good morning, Smithy. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I look forward to this uh, championship at uh, Oak Hill. Um, fourth time the uh, host of the event, defending champion, Justin Thomas. Tell us a wee bit about Oak Hill. Who does it suit? Yeah, it is interesting because it's, it's a course that's hosted multiple um, major championships in the US Amateur and it's hosted the PGA Championship before. But I do think that this is going to be a completely different test to what we've seen um, in recent times. It's undergone a, an extensive um, restoration to really return it back to the original Donald Ross design that we saw. And um, it's kind of similar to what we experienced at, um, at Southern Hills last year in terms of the fact the, the course has been completely redone to try and restore um, what was the original design um, of the the architect? So, previously, I mean, this course was just littered with with thousands, multiple thousands of trees, um, and it really became a test for a lot of players and I think we saw that in, in the last iteration with Jason Duffner and, and Jim Zurek towards the top of the leaderboard and, and as part of the restoration um, they've they've removed a large, large number of the trees, they've redone all the greens they've redone all the bunkering the rough looks incredibly penal so it's it's probably from my eyes more likely to play uh, as a um, akin to a Beth Page Black or a winged foot where you, you, you know, if you're not going to be accurate off the tee, you, you best be long. Right, okay. Let's um, look at um, who that suits then in, in, tom, in terms of uh, what you're thinking because we're looking at our dimensions now. It's a past 70, uh, very different, as you say, from 10 years ago. There's three new holes. A lot of these golfers will be playing it for the first time now in their practice rounds. Uh, 7,394 yards. Who does these dimensions suit in your thinking? Yeah, for me, it looks like it's just going to be a very, very stern test golf tee to green. I think we're going to see pretty high scoring overall. 
even if you, you're finding the, the fairway off the tee, you're going to be left with a disproportionate number of approach shots over 200 yards. And then around the greens, you've got uh, bunkering, almost almost um, sort of like link-style bunkering with heavy undulations. Uh, depending where you're placed in the bunker, um, they're, they're not going to be bailout areas for these, these golfers whatsoever. Um, and then the, the greens themselves, some of them are as narrow as, as 12 yards um, and then as wide as 35 yards. So that makes uh, for, for the players and for the, um, for the course organisers some really interesting options in terms of where they they place those pins to, to really um, provide a test for the best in the game. So for me, I, I think you're just going to have to look towards the top of the leaderboard initially. Um, there's there's very few golfers, in my opinion, who are going to be able to stand up to this test. Um, Rory McIlroy is obviously a member here um, at Rochester, and um, I think that having a bit of course knowledge may be a benefit, having been able to play this course over the last few years um, and being a member around here. I think that's going to be beneficial to him. He's one of the strongest drivers in the game as well. He's long off the tee, but he's also very, very accurate. Um, we haven't seen the best of Rory lately, so I think that that may see him being missed a little bit in terms of the market. Um, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, though, are just they're they're playing on another level towards uh, to the, the whole um, field at the moment as well. So I think those those are the big names, and, and I'd expect them to to be um, shining towards the top of the leaderboard. We may get a few surprises in there. We always do at these sort of tournaments, but um, in terms of that aspect, I do think that we're going to see the cream rise to the top of this one. It's interesting, yeah, because it is a par 70, of course, there's only two par fives. Now, traditionally, if you look at the Masters, if you look at uh, some of these uh, PGA events, they monster the par fives with their distance, some of these pros. Of course, with only two opportunities in every round, uh, that makes it, as you say, a lot more target-type golf as opposed to distance. Yeah, although I, what I would say is that because the 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 rough is so so thick this year, like it's it's playing incredibly tough if you do miss the fairway, and having the strength to be able to get the ball out of that rough when you're approaching from say 220 yards plus. Um, is going to be difficult, and even on some of these par fours, um, you, there there are kind of like compulsory carries that a lot of these players are going to have to do. So I mean, there's there's, there's bunkers in some places where you're going to have to carry the ball 290 yards to to clear it, and then you're going to get a pretty distinct advantage. And kind of kind of similar to the way we saw um, Bryson at Wingfoot, you know, I think that if you're one yard off the fairway or if you're 20 yards off the fairway, it's going to make very little difference in terms of the difficulty of rough that you're going to face. And I think that you're going to be better to pace the ball further down um, close to the, the green um, if you are going to be missing these pretty narrow targets. So um, I, I do think that, that it's really going to be a, a bomber's paradise. You, you're going to need to be long off the tee. I think that's going to be a big advantage this year um, compared to previous years where, you're going to have, where you would have had to perhaps have been a bit more positional. Right, let's um, uh, look at um, <clears throat> some of the other players. Uh, you, you mentioned Rahm and Scheffler, and uh, of course they just got that uh, big match temperament, there's no doubt about that. Scheffler had an opportunity to win the Byron Nelson and faded in the last round. Do you make much out of that going forward? He, d- he did, yeah. Look, he I think he actually really faded in the third round. That was really the one that did him in. I mean, he, he shot a 71, I believe, in the third round um, last week. And on a course as easy as, as Craig Range, where it's really just a, a birdie fiesta, um, I mean, the, the third round played three under par and he shot even par. So um, that was really where it, 
it put pay to his chances. Um, I mean, he he still shot five under in the the final round, which wasn't wasn't absolutely dreadful by any means. Um, it was just the the case of um, in the, the beauty fest and uh, where it sort of became a bit of a putting contest across those last two rounds. Um, you know, it, it put him in a position where he had to go out and try and shoot a 62, which is you know incredibly difficult to just do on command. So, um, look, I I think. For Scheffler, what we've seen from him is just incredible consistency, tee to green. His approach playing ball striking is is uh, on par with John Rahm is in the best of the world at the moment, and that's going to go a long, long way. Um, where he really lost strokes was um, in the putting department. You know, he was just even to the the field in terms of putting. So to only finish three three shots off um, Jason Jason Day last week um, and not be gaining any strokes with the putter actually is very promising because if he can find any sort of semblance of form with the putter, um, which he we know he's akin to do, um, then I think he's a very good chance. These are now being changed to pure bent grass greens as well, so it's the same sort of grass type that you'd see at um, Augusta. And we've seen what um, Sheffield's been able to do on that grass type before. All right, um, Jordan Spieth heading for a career slam. Uh, he needs this one. What chance? Uh, very little, I think. I, I'd be surprised, to be honest, if he um, if he plays. Um, he did suffer a wrist injury, and that's been um, pretty well documented. So um, he sort of said in his release that he was experiencing severe pain in his wrist, that he was week to week. And so those were sort of key phrases I, I picked out of his press release that, you know, when you're started, starting to say week to week rather than day to day and using the word severe and pain, um, that's all red flags for me. So I think, unfortunately, um, you know, because he, he's, he's been in great form this year and it, it could have been a, a really good opportunity for him, um, I think that just given those injury concerns, I'm a little worried about how he may perform. Terrific form for Jason Day. I mean, uh, it looked as if uh, a win wasn't too far away because he's been so consistent uh, in most of the tournaments he's played in. He wins the Byron Nelson. He's the 2015 champion of this event. Any chance? Yeah, I think I think Jason Day's got a got a great opportunity to go back to back. You know, it's 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 funny because golf is one of those rare sports where you win the week before and people start looking at it and going like, oh, can he really win the next tournament the next week? Um, it's kind of a, a almost a reverse psychology. As if if Jason Day had finished sort of third last week, we'd almost give him more chance of winning the week after, which is um, just quite strange. But um, look, Jason Jason Day is one of six players that over the last six months has gained over um, two strokes on average per round um, in the last six months to, to the rest of the PGA Tours. So he really is playing at a level um, within the top 10 of the world at the moment and so it was no surprise to see him get the victory last week at all um, he's kind of been trending and, uh, and I mentioned that to you a um, couple mm. couple weeks ago um, in terms of the list of players I thought Jason Day had a very very good chance um, so yeah look it was no surprise to get him to win it was obviously an emotional comeback for him and it was really pleasing to see you know he's sort of become a more popular hero as a, as a result of the struggles he's had over the last um, few years and what we're really seeing with Jason Day which has been really promising is that even when he was going through his incredibly hot stretch in 2015, 2016, when he was number one in the world, you know, a lot of that was to do with his short game. A lot of it was to do with his chipping and his putting. And the weakest part of his game was um, his approach play, which when you're when you're competing at that kind of level, um, is very, very hard to, to maintain in that sort of um, standard. So he's obviously suffered back injury, he's taken a long time to recover and reinvented his swing totally with his coach. And 
as he's done that, his approach play has really, really improved um, to a level that it's one of the best in the game now, and that's incredibly promising. That was one of the key signs that I saw in terms of the turnaround of his form, um, especially in the the fall of last year um, for the the US season. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's a very, very good chance. Um, his his driving still um, long enough to get the job done. He's very accurate, um, but his long irons in particular are very, very impressive, which I think is going to be a real asset for him around this course. David Bileski is with us, folks. Uh, you can get to David at Deep Dive Golf on uh, Twitter. This man knows exactly what he's talking about. He does his homework and he tips out uh, some relatively good numbers as well, I think it's fair to say, in our time of knowing him. Uh, David, um, of interest to me also, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. I look at Xander Shoffley and I just wonder, has he really got the, the means? Is that, I mean, and when I mean the means, does he have it mentally tough? going down the stretch. I look at his body language and I think to myself sometimes, uh, I hesitate to use the word insipid, but he just doesn't look as strong as some. Yeah, it's a a struggle with with Sandra, isn't it? He's had this very, very strange career. I mean, his last last, um, six tournaments, he's finished second, fourth, fourth, tenth of the Masters. Um, He was in the the quarterfinals of the match play and then 19th of the Players' Championship. So by all means, you look at those results and you just think, wow, this this is golf who's trending. He's got a great chance. He's consistently performing at these really high-profile events. Um, But he just always struggles to get it done uh, down the stretch. And we we saw it turn a little bit last year. um, four victories in pretty close succession. So he won the Scottish Open, the Travellers Championship. He won the Zurich Classic with um, Patrick Cantlay, and then he won the, the John McManus um, Pro-Am, which essentially is, is this incredibly strong field, even though it's a, a Pro-Am amateur event. Um, so, yeah, it, it just it is it is baffling that, that the mental side for, for Xander doesn't seem like he's got that um, sort of killer instinct that you perhaps need at some of these tournaments. But what I, what I would say with Xander is that he perhaps prefers a sterner test of like this that we're going to see this week, where it is an all-round test of game, where it is going to play a bit more difficult. I, I think that he's going to perform better at that sort of spot. I, but I do, I share those same concerns that you do, whether he really has the metal down, going down the stretch under pressure to, to get the job done. Um, look, maybe this is the moment he breaks out. He's got plenty of top tens and other majors around the world. So, um, you know, if he, if he does get the job done, all powers him, and you might see him um, rattle off a few in quick succession if he ever does do that. David, um, Live Golf, of course, uh, is part of uh, the majors because if you're a defending champion or if you've got a golf ranking uh, high enough, uh, you're invited. Uh, And that is the case again for uh, a number of them. But uh, the best candidate last time round was Brooks Kepka, who fell, uh, it seemed, just ran out of gas, ran out of something in the the last round at Augusta. Um, How do you see um, a Live Golfer possibly in this event? Yeah, again, it's it's very, very tough to see what sort of form they're in because we just get so little statistics out of the Live Golf League. They've just really not um, put any time or effort into recording what's happening out there on the golf course. Um, I, I do think it gives a, a reasonable chance. Again, we know his ability to turn up at these majors. And um, as I said, if this is going to play kind of similar to be a page black, well, that's actually... The- 
the, the majors that Brooks Kepler won. So um, I think that he's a reasonable chance. I think Dustin Johnson coming in also has the credentials to win this type of tournament. Um, he's plenty long off the tee and he's great with his long irons as well. Again, it's just very, very hard to gauge how they're going to do in those pressure tournaments. So um, I, I do expect, again, that we're going to see a few of them towards the top of the leaderboard. Um, they essentially have to because this is one of the best opportunities that they have to earn world ranking points at the moment. So um, performing at this t- sort of event not only is the incentive of the major, but one to kind of stick it to the PGA Tour and a chance to, to earn some live golf, uh, some world golf points so that they can actually um, stay relevant and keep competing in these type of events. Have you got a, I mean, we, we've got to go to your, your website to get the real gen, obviously, at Deep Dive Golf, but have you got a, have you got a smoky? Is there a Kiwi amongst your smokies too in the field? Look, I, I think that Ryan Fox has got a decent chance because we know that he's, he's plenty long off the tee and his approach play is, is fantastic. Um, so we know that, that he's got some of those credentials that are going to be key around here and I think he's um, he's worth a flutter at some of those longer prices. But um, I'll go back to the winner that we took two weeks ago, which was Wyndham Clark. Um, so we gave him away at um, 75-1 to 1 when he got the job done over at the Wells Fargo oh. Championship. And I think that he's uh, he's another roughie that you can still get at 80-1 80 to, 80 to 1 here. He's plenty long off the tee, his approach plays um, improved a lot and he's got a very, very good short game so I think in terms of a long shot he'll be um, one of the leading lights to see and I think Tony Finau's a, a very, very good chance as well, I think it's only a matter of time before we see him get the job done at a major as well Well David it's it's always fantastic, we love chatting to you prior to um, any golfing event but the majors in particular so uh, this weekend uh, a compulsive viewing um, on uh, Sky Television will be the PGA Championship. Uh, it makes it just that little bit much more fun if you have just a little flutter on it uh, over a period of time. David, uh, thank you very much uh, for your guidance again this morning. Um, we'll catch up again uh, very shortly as these majors start to roll around a bit more quickly. Cheers, man. Thank you. Thanks, Wendy. Have a great one.